A nice fire is very comfortable for many people. It's a good place to gather. There's the warmth of the fire and the sound of the crackling wood. I like that myself. You might be like the one who, who likes to sit next to the fire to have that extra warmth on you and to be able to stoke the fire. That's kind of me. That's where I like to sit. Perhaps you like that nice chair that you can sink into with a, a cover on you and your feet next to the fire with a nice warm drink. The fireside chat is analogous to any time a friendly conversation happens and a time when people open themselves to almost anything, even Jesus. The lesson is called, Let's Chat About Jesus. My thing is acting up. Yay. Let's chat about Jesus. The first point is... Whew, why is he appealing? Why is he appealing? I'm going to get rid of this distraction. Sorry about that. Take that out. And we'll go from there. What makes people and ideas appealing? Well, sometimes it is because they are supporters of the way it's always been. Sometimes people and ideas are appealing because of their newness. We've always done it this way, so why not change it a little bit and have a little bit of newness? Who here likes meat and potatoes on a regular basis? Yeah, oh yeah, quite a few hands in this part of the world. Um, some of you might like to be adventurous with your foods. Anybody here? All right, all right. You'd like to go from Indian food to Thai food. They like their spices. Or raw fish to mushroom burgers. For me, that doesn't sound as appealing. But for others, adventure is fine. Some people, sometimes people and ideas are appealing because of their benefits. Can I make more money or have more power or influence or whatever? And in the case of religion, yeah, new ideas sometimes bring new paths, new paths to follow. So what made Jesus appealing? on this fireside chat. First, it was his message. In fact, many people listened to him, at least until his message became intolerable. Second, his miracles. They were recognized and helped him gain great appeal. Like the first one mentioned in the Gospel of John, John chapter 2, 1 through 11, when Jesus changed water to wine. And this miracle, which John describes as a what? A sign, right? A sign pointed to something about Jesus or about this rabbi named Jesus. When you see a sign at the store, do you ever go, wow, that's a really good sign? Praise be the sign, 
No, you go, thank you for the sign that's leading me into the store so I can get what the store supplies. The sign is not the main deal. It's what the sign points to that's the main deal. And in this case, it's Jesus. Jesus is the big deal. Why is Jesus so appealing? Well, third, kingship. So many people thought of making Jesus a king. Well, why? Because he was head and shoulder taller than everybody else? No, no, that's a different king, isn't it? They wanted someone who could take out the Romans to be free, to build their national glory again. Is Jesus a king? Well, he's not just a king, is he? He is the king. But even Jesus said what? My kingdom is not of this world. John chapter 18, verse 36. Now, who or what was appealing to Jesus? Have you ever thought of it from Jesus' point of view? What's appealing to Jesus? What did he think was good? Well, first and foremost thought for me was the Father. Though people had specific interests concerning what Jesus could do for them, Jesus' main interest was what he could do to benefit the Father's interest. He obeyed the Father. He prayed to the Father. He kept a strong relationship with the Father. You see that throughout the Scripture. That was his main priority. But second, we recognize the lost were not only important to Jesus, but also important to God himself. They had great interest in saving the lost, didn't they? And who are the lost? All who don't have the blood of Christ covering their sins. The lost are those who have sinned. And how many of here have sinned? Justin brought that out pretty good, didn't you? We all need a redeemer. And fortunately, Jesus looked down on the cross and saw each and every one who needed him. Paul said what? All have sinned. Romans 3.23 Jesus also had interest or an appeal for his people. Those who turned to him. Those who turn to God through Christ. Those who, who are people in faith in God within approved covenants throughout the time. All these are his people. But it, it is only through Jesus that even they can be saved. All people are saved through Jesus. And that's it. So why wouldn't Jesus be appealing and attractive and alluring and likable? Well, it makes sense that he would. How can you do for you that which you cannot, he can do for you that which you cannot do for yourself? Remove the penalty of sins. That's a pretty appealing thing. So we get in the second point of this fireside chat. Why was and, and is Jesus controversial? First, let's talk about John the Immerser, or as we 
also understand him as John the Baptist. John was a popular figure and even considered a prophet among the Jews. Luke 20, verse 6. Yet John was not friendly with all Jewish leadership. In fact, Jesus referenced John. Was the baptism of John from heaven or from men? Luke 20, verse 4. Rather than honesty, they tried deception, didn't they? So the truth from heaven taught by John offended others. Oh, those who are easily offended. I think the Bible talks about that. Be careful. Don't be one of those people who are easily offended. And second, John was good at pointing people to Jesus. I'm sorry, I skipped a spot. Jesus referenced John. I said that. So the truth taught by John offended others. And John was very good at two things. First, pointing the Jewish people to following the law. Hey, let's get on the path that God wants you to be on in your covenant. Back to following the law of Moses correctly. Declaring to Jews a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. Mark chapter 1 verse 4 and Luke chapter 3 verse 3. And secondly, John was very good at pointing people to Jesus. But John said, there is something coming after me that is greater than I am. You see, John was the forerunner. He immersed Jesus and was a witness of the Holy Spirit coming on him. He helped give credence to Jesus' mission. And if those who followed John listened to him, they, then they would have learned and have leaned toward listening to Jesus because John was all about pointing people to Jesus. And in the end, Jesus as the Lamb of God became a reality. But Jesus made waves. You realize that? Jesus made waves. Has anyone here ever been to a water park? I, ooh, Easton, you've been to the water park? I love the water park. They got things on there that look like up and down, sideways, this way, that way, and just with water. I like that. But there is a ride I sometimes get on. I think I forget that I shouldn't get on that ride. It's called the wave ride. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You get in this nice, clear, clean water, hopefully. You stand in there, and then every so often, the waves start to build. There's a wave maker, boom, 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 boom. And the waves come at you, and they smack you, they knock you down, they lift you off your feet. And after a little while, those waves just make me a little nauseous. And I go, ah, this is not the ride I want to be on. Jesus had a habit of making waves. You may have really enjoyed his teachings at first, but some of his teachings really made a lot of people nauseous. Ugh. That doesn't sound very fun. Why? Well, mainly because of their preconceived ideas. 
Who is this king supposed to be? Who is the Messiah supposed to be? Who is this rabbi supposed to be? Well, preconceived ideas are those beliefs that you carry before you engage in a conversation. Somebody brings up a topic. Well, you already got the answer in your mind. And you tell that person they're either right or they're wrong. Why? Because you already have a set belief. Those are preconceived ideas. Well, how many people hit Jesus or Jesus smacked spiritually because Jesus is teaching the real truth against the culture of the day even, and he was smacking them right across the head in their ideas. These ideas can be fixed that we have and we carry and nobody better mess with them. They can be prejudiced. They can be inflexible and they can be biased. Oh, he can't tell me that because I got it down. Oh boy, you're going to butt heads with Jesus, aren't you? Because you got it all down and he comes in with the truth. Hmm, how did that work out? For instance, love is important, isn't it? Love is important. But you say, love is love. Therefore, homosexual love and adulterous love is just fine. Well, okay. Because love is important. Well, love is important, isn't it? That's not a false statement. The type of love, though, matters to God. The type matters. And you can have these conversations at the fireside chat. Because people are by that fire, they're warm, they're relaxed, and they know you love each other. Isn't that what Jesus does? Isn't that what Jesus does? He challenges people who have preconceived ideas. And we all have them in abundance. So will you change your preconceived ideas to follow his truth? Or will you remain strong in your beliefs Standing up for what you've always known as truth. Jesus is controversial. But third point, why is he important? Why would he be a topic of the fireside chat? Why would you bring it up in the first place? Well, the light is important for us to recognize. It's talked about in John. How quickly in a fireside chat could you point to the topic of light? Not too hard. You see the light that's coming from the fire? Light provides warmth, doesn't it? If you've ever been in darkness and suddenly some, someone comes with a flashlight, even if it's 20 degrees below zero, 
You might not get a physical warmth, but you have a warmth mentally because you can see the path now. But Jesus is more than just light that comes from fire. Jesus provides direction and protection. John chapter 1, verses 12 through 13. John chapter 1, verses 12 through 13. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but God. Jesus provides direction, and he provides protection. Now, Scripture points out that John was not the light, but he was happy to point Jesus to the light, or people to the light, which was Jesus. What makes Jesus so important? Why should we talk about him? Well, first, God made him known. John chapter 1, verse 18. Second, he has overcome the darkness. John chapter 1, verse 5. And because Jesus is who he is, he can offer protection. And his protection is seen in the Lamb. Our Lamb's purpose was to take away the sins of the world. John chapter 1, verse 29 and 36. What sins? Well, anything that is in the works of the flesh. Galatians chapter 5, verses 19 through 21. Galatians 5, 19 through 21. Now, the works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries and dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you as I warn you before that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Those are some nasty sins, aren't they? It's terrible. Nothing to praise yourself about. We all have sins as we talked about in class this morning. Are we going to deny it? Mm, no. Do they deserve forgiveness? Do our sins deserve forgiveness? Can you go up to God and say, hey God, <clears throat> You're being a little bit too harsh with us here. I really deserve some forgiveness. Boy, that wouldn't be a good idea. These sins and so many others do not deserve forgiveness. They deserve what? God's wrath. But he is the Lamb of God. He doesn't offer forgiveness because of what we deserve. He offers them because we chose him above everything else. Everything else. Galatians 5, 22 through 25. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. 
That is the penalty that comes from law. How did he do this? I bet if you're in a fireside chat with somebody and you get to this point, they're going to ask you some questions. How did Jesus do that? Where he could offer us forgiveness. I bet you they're going to have all ears open. Our lamb. Our lamb is the sacrifice. A perfect and sinless sacrifice. A sacrifice given by God, who is God. Only he can take away the sins that we commit. So at the campfire, you might say that Jesus is rather important, isn't he? Yeah, if he takes away my sins, he's a pretty important fellow. Well, he's not just the light. He's not just the Lamb of God. He is also the Son of God. The Son of God. You know, these are three topics just talked about in the first two chapters of John. And more, actually. Whew! There's a lot to talk about. And you don't have to sound demeaning. You don't have to sound authoritative. You don't have to sound, listen to me, and use this great, grandiose voice. You can just say, hey, that's a pretty nice firelight we have there. Let me tell you about another light. Not only is Jesus this light and the Lamb of God, but he's also the Son of God. You mean like one of those Greek gods, like Hercules? No. No, nothing like that. He's perfect. You see, sonship meant a lot in the Jewish mindset. It meant a certain kind of equality, a role, a, a certainty. It meant that if you listen to the one, you're listening to the other. The son has credence equal to the father. Didn't Jesus say that he and the father are one? John chapter 10, verse 30. They knew what that meant. And were they offended? Oh, he created some waves. He created some waves. And they got nauseous. They got nauseous. But did Jesus say, oh, oh, let me help you with your nauseousness and take it easy on the teachings? No. And I like it when I talk to people. And you guys, I know you talk to many people. And when the, the light bulb clicks on, I think that's the idea, concept in sign language. Isn't that something to see? Huh? The Son of God. Huh. Being the Son of God meant that Jesus was declaring himself God. We have a law. And according to that law, he ought to die because he made himself out to be the Son of God. Jesus made waves. 
He made people nauseous because he was telling the truth and not just sitting back going, I hope they get it. Maybe they'll get it off that television show. Maybe they'll get it off that billboard outside. Oh, I hope they get it. Great point Lee brought up. They were out there preaching and teaching. Did suffering come from that? Yes. Did other things come from it? Yeah. Did they stop? No. That fireside chat continues. But being the Son of God put Jesus in the place of authority. And that's where they accused him of blasphemy. You're the Son of God. You're declaring yourself God. The law says you're going to die. Jesus says, I have the authority. Now, during a fireside chat, when you talk about authority, you know, people might move away from their spot and sit up straight. Who has authority over me? Who do I allow to have authority over me? Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. Whoever does not obey the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God remains on him. Every sinner out there who does not have the blood of Christ covering their sins has the wrath of God covering them. Anybody here want to deal with God's wrath? There's a way out. And it comes through the blood of Christ. There's a way out. And everybody needs to know the good news. There's a way out. What else can I teach that's greater than that? That fireside chat. Now Jesus did many other signs which are not written in this book, but these have been written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and believing you may have life in his name. Whew, that gives me chills. Do you know somebody who hated me for who I was because of whatever an hour ago can have forgiveness now? Will that change my relationship with them? You bet it will. Because they have the blood of Christ on them. And who am I to say that they are not my brother or they are not my sister? And that fireside chat may help somebody go, I can really be forgiven of that? Yes. Because Jesus has all authority. And that miracle, that first sign that's brought up in John chapter 2, 1 through 11, with that water to wine, the sign is not the big deal. It is a big deal. But what is the sign pointing to? Jesus, guess what? You are also a sign that can either point people to Jesus or point them away. 
or point to yourself. I found that one not very good because when anything points back to me, it's, it's usually messed up. Pointing to Jesus, the light, the lamb, the son of God. So in conclusion, Gail shared, shared an interesting story with me when I visited her in the hospital. She worked house cleaning many years ago. Evidently, she did really good at it. She worked for a very wealthy Jewish family. She told me their names, and those who grew up here in Colorado may know who they are. Big businesses, big. They were very nice to her. And one day, the husband called her into the study. I imagine there was a nice fireplace there. I don't know and asked if she was a Christian. Whoo! That's an opener, isn't it? That's a great opener. And she said, Gee, and he, then he said, Jesus was really a good man, wasn't he? I get the idea that this guy was doing some extra reading. She liked him a lot. He actually taught her some things on the Old Testament that she didn't know. From that point, they had many conversations about the Bible, some fireside chats. Though he told her, don't tell my wife. He would get in trouble having these conversations. Have you been in a house where you'll get in trouble for, from your spouse in particular for wanting to talk about Jesus? There's a lot of people out there just like that. They like these fireside chats. As you can imagine, during the many fireside chats, the conversation centered around, why is Jesus appealing? Why is he controversial? Why is he important? In case you don't know, the conversations at fireside chats are out there and ready to be had. With that, the lesson is yours. There may be those here today who have a prayer request, a concern, or have something to share otherwise. This is a great time to do that as together we stand and sing.